Hey, good morning. It's Thursday morning. I hope you're uh, doing great today. Hope you've had a, a good uh, week thus far as we continue our uh, morning reflections, talking about the bookshelves, the different sections of scripture, and how it all kind of fits together. Uh, yesterday we talked about the histories. We kind of wrapped up with uh, with um, with Ezra and Nehemiah. Today we're going to uh, pick up on the next bookshelf we have. We're going to be talking about uh, what's called the wisdom literature. Um, so we've talked about um, we've talked about the books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible. And we talked about the histories. Today we're in what's called the wisdom literature. Uh, and remember, uh, and this is the first time we really see Scripture kind of take um, take a radical departure, because thus far we've only really had two types of literature. By and large, we've had um, we've had narrative history. You know the history section, obviously the, the history. I mean, we also also had it really kind of in, in Genesis and Exodus, and we've had the law. Those are really kind of in the two forms of literature that we've had thus far in Scripture, and those are pretty. Um, those sections are pretty easy to understand, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, the law, you need to know context and things like that to fully understand the law. But the law makes sense. It's the covenant the people live together under, and same thing for the narrative histories. Uh, it's the story of the people and the conquest and the failures and all these type things. So those two sections make a lot of sense. The next, the next section is called the wisdom literature, and this is different. So the wisdom literature is um, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. Uh, these, uh, these, these stories, these books of the Bible are different from the other because. While there will be some historic retelling, um, like in Job especially, but even Job, uh, these books are more, uh, they're, they're deeper, they're more spiritual. Um, so they're, they're making, they're, of course, all of Scripture is making a bigger point to you than just the words on the paper. Uh, obviously, that's that's how Scripture works. It's, it's just more than just what you see on paper. But these books especially are pointing you to a deeper truth, uh, a form of wisdom. So let's look at real quick what we have here. We have Job. Uh, Job, of course, is the, the story of Job and his suffering and all that he went through. But Job is asking these wisdom books ask deeper questions. They're, they're, they're getting you to think. So Job asked the question about suffering. And why does Job suffer? And so like, for instance, let, let me, let me two, 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 two books here. Job, we're going to talk about Proverbs. Proverbs is a book of collected wisdom, of just really good common sense uh, ways to live. I, I think about something Dr. Frank Pollard used to always say at First Baptist Jackson. You should read two, three psalms and a proverb every day, and your life will be okay. I think there's something to that. Proverbs teaches a lot of good wisdom, a lot of just good common sense things that we should know about faith and life. So Proverbs is really good. But this is where I think these books are good to read in tandem sometimes because I've heard it put like this. Uh, the book of Proverbs tells us that, you know, work hard, go to bed early, get up early, work, you know, do the right thing, keep your nose clean, behave, and life will be just fine. Do the right things and you'll be okay. And Job tells us, not so much, because Job suffered. Job suffered about as much as anybody in Scripture. And we read the book of Job, and why did Job suffer? Because he was a good guy. His suffering wasn't because he'd done anything wrong. In fact, that's one of the interesting things you see in Job's this conversation between Job and his friends. And they're like, well, you've done something wrong. That's why this happened, so if you repent, it'll be fine. But Job's like, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not, I'm not being punished because I haven't done anything worthy of punishment. 
So Job deals with suffering and pain and patience and loss and hurt. So Job points us to think about these deep things like that. Then you have Psalms. Psalms, it's the longest book in the Bible. Uh, Psalms are the, uh, is the hymnal of the Jewish people. The Psalms were written uh, to be sung or chanted. Many Christian denominations will chant the Psalms now. If you go to a really high church church, like an Anglican or Episcopal or Catholic church, most likely you're going to hear the Psalms chanted in your worship. Um, I, I love it. I can't do it. I would be really bad at that. I don't have the rhythm or voice or ability to chant a psalm. <clears throat> but the psalms, but if you even look at the Methodist hymnal, you'll see their reigns in such a manner to where the psalms could be chanted or sung. Um, the psalms were for the Jewish people, their hymnal. These were the songs that they would sing as they went to temple. These were the songs they would sing as they went about their life. The psalms were for the people of God uh, their songs. And so you want it, when you read Psalms, you're not reading a narrative history. You're reading a hymnal. You're reading, reading song, singing songs. Of, you're reading songs of worship to God. So just like you would read our, read our hymnal, Mighty Fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Uh, you understand that in terms of poetic language. Well, the same thing for the Psalms. They are to be understood in poetic language. But there's also Psalms of, of anger, Psalm, Psalms of of prophecy. There's, there's psalms that point to Jesus all over this place. There's psalms that point to grief and, 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 and repentance. You know, psalms that point to God's interweaving of truth within us. Uh, there's, psalms are some, some are very honest. Some, some have some very harsh language. Um, psalms are beautiful. Uh, and I, I think it's important for us to read the psalms consistently and daily as part of our devotional life. I would encourage you, if you've not done so, to spend some real serious time in the Psalms, because there's a lot there that we can learn. So, Psalms are the the, the, hymn, the hymns of the Jewish people. Then Proverbs, like I said, Proverbs is is a book of collected wisdom by Solomon primarily, but just saw just good solid wisdom. You know, uh, the uh, uh, pride goeth before the fall. Um, you know, things such as that. Just good, um, good solid wisdom for us to know about working hard, treating others with fairness, um, being faithful to God, being faithful to our families, being faithful to other people, just good common sense wisdom. I would encourage you to read this proverb because it's going to like to give, going to give you some good, good, uh, good, good common sense. Remember Solomon was the wisest man to ever live. And so the, the book of Proverbs are a, collect, a lot of collections of his wisdom uh, for people to hear and know and really speak to us. So, but what's interesting, the next book after um, after um, Proverbs is Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is also attributed to Solomon. And um, Proverbs is full of wisdom and it's optimistic and it's hopeful and it's got a lot of good stuff there. Ecclesiastes is almost kind of dark, almost nihilistic. Because in Ecclesiastes, the, the writer, most likely Solomon, has seen and experienced everything a person can see and experience. And they, uh, ref the refrain quite often in Ecclesiastes is vanity, vanity. Everything is vanity. You know, they tried this and it didn't give life. They did this and it wasn't worthwhile. They, they tried everything under the sun and nothing brought them peace or brought them purpose. Only ultimately worshiping God or, or being faithful to God or keeping God's law gave them a sense of peace. They tried everything in life and nothing gave gave value to life. And there's a there's a there is a depth there because 
it tells us that we can we can try to fill our life with stuff and possessions and success and everything. It's vanity. It's not going to make us happy. Stuff this life is not going to make us happy. So Ecclesiastes is a man looking for joy, looking for purpose, and and he finds that all the stuff we occupy our time and mind with don't do it. Only God can give us peace. And then it, it, the wisdom literature ends with Song of Solomon. Um, this is a it's a love poem. Uh, they, 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 I've often been told that the Orthodox rabbis would not let anyone read this uh, this poem until they were 13 years old, because it's a poem of love between a husband and wife. It really is. It, it, it shows that uh, the love between spouses is a beautiful God-given gift. Uh, and this song, this song uh, demonstrates that. It shows the beauty and love between a husband and a wife. Um, some scholars would say, well, this is also an allegory for the love that Christ has for his church. Okay, sure, that's, yeah, I, okay, I'll buy that. But that's not what's going on here. This is a, this is a love song between a husband and wife, and it has some beautiful uh, language. My favorite line is, um, the, and which is also attributed to Solomon. Um, uh, your hair is like a flock of goats ascending down Mount Gilead. Boy, what a romantic thing to tell the person you love. Your hair is like a flock of goats. That really touches the old heart, doesn't it? So, um, so as you see, each of these books are different. Each book has a different purpose and a different goal and a different purpose. And uh, it, they're completely different from, uh, they really are completely different from the other books in the Bible. They're wisdom literature. They're asking deep questions and they're pointing to, to deep things. Job, suffering and patience. Um, Psalms, worship. Proverbs, daily wisdom. Uh, Ecclesiastes, looking for purpose and in, in, in peace. And the Song of Solomon, love. Um, so um, these these are beautiful books, but they're not to be but they're to be understood a little bit differently. They're not to be understood like you're reading a history book or you're reading uh, even the law. But they're asking deep questions. So on our shelf thus far, we've seen we've seen uh, the books of Moses. We have seen the narrative, the histories, and now we've seen wisdom. And tomorrow we're going to wrap up with the Old Testament by talking about the prophets. So uh, join us tomorrow morning as we finish out our looking at the bookshelves of the Old Testament with the prophets. See you tomorrow morning.